0: Okay, and another question, today this one from BD951. Thanks for the videos. Can you speak about working with physical pain? How important is it not to move during meditation? Do you recommend any type of stretching or yoga? Thanks. Okay, working with physical pain. Um, well, short and sweet, I think there are recognized to be two types of pain the kind of pain that is going to hurt but not injure you and the kind of pain that um, is not only going to hurt but is going to injure you or is an, is associated with an injury. Um, pain that is, is just going to hurt, it doesn't matter how long you sit with it, it's just going to hurt and when you get up it's going to go away. Um, another type of pain if you sit for too long, it's going to actually injure you or it's going to, um, it's going to have severe consequences. I, it may be that if you're really serious about meditation that there isn't this sort of distinction, but I think for most people um, you have to be realistic that there's only a certain level of pain that you can take. If you can take it, and if you know that it's just pain, like for most of us, sitting, sitting cross-legged leads to some pain in the legs or pain in the back. Or or, or in the shoulders or so on, all of that kind of pain is going to go away. It's not going to lead to your injury, um, unless you have say a bad back and it's just so excruciatingly painful that um, to sit there is just going to whatever cause you to pass out. I'm not even sure about that. There are, there are other pains where people have injuries. Uh, where they've been in an accident or had a, a sports injury or something and it's I th- th- would think it's not advisable for them to try to work through the pain. For most natural pains um, they're, when that occur in meditation, in the shoulders, in the back, in the legs, um, they're, they're almost entirely f- stress-related and so there's something that we do have to work through in meditation. Um, obviously the, the the technique is very simple, and it's just to see the pain for what it is where the way we overcome pain is to overcome the disliking of it is to learn to see it in a different way that it's just pain to be able to accept that part of reality when it really is painful to be able to accept it and to not live our lives running away from the pain to run running away from things that we don't like we when we run away from things we obviously we create states of we, get, we create a habit of aversion where every time the pain comes up it, it becomes more and more of a problem, and we become more and more adverse to it and less and less able to to take even the smallest amount of pain so we're trying to go in the other way in the other direction and and be able to uh, to be able to accept more and more of reality, even the more uncomfortable parts um, and in this sense this sort of pain is very much associated with things like hunger or um, heat, cold, um, which are all things that we can put up with, but we don't want to. Um, loud noises when people are, um, are are saying bad things, or 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 saying, you know, speaking loudly. We're trying to meditate, and they're making loud noise in the background. Um, none of these things are going to hurt us. You know, it's not. You can't. You wouldn't sit there through the loud noise and somehow be harmed by it in any way. But you get more and more frustrated. And a lot of our pain is very similar, and we have to be honest with ourselves and, and ask ourselves, you know, is this pain really going to cause a permanent injury? Is it really going to hurt me if I sit through it? If it's not, then it's your—it's certainly in your best interest to overcome the aversion to the pain. The only time you, that wouldn't be the case is if you're, you're reasonably sure that sitting through the pain is just going to aggravate an injury or so on. Uh, and that can be generally in the case of, as I said, old injuries. Maybe in the case of back problems, although I'm not sure about that. Um, I would think that someone with a bad back could eventually work it out in meditation, as it's often stress-related. But then there are back injuries, like um, um, you know, chronic back injuries, based on old age and so on, that probably can't be worked out through meditation. Cannot be worked out through meditation, and therefore you should think about sitting in a chair or, or up against the wall, which is totally fine. Um, that being said, even... Yeah, the, the next question, how important is it not to move during meditation? It, it's quite important um, because, as I said, this is a sort of aversion. Um, but that being said you have to know your limits and if, if it's just driving you insane and it, it's it's too powerful for you like you consider okay in my practice I'm here the pain is up here um, I'm not ready to sit through this pain I, I know that I probably should but reason, uh, realistically speaking I'm not going to be able to and then you can move if you if you do move you shouldn't feel guilty about it you shouldn't you know, accept the fact that you're only able to at this point um, accept a certain amount of pain so when you do move what is important and what you should be very careful to do is to acknowledge the movements so as you stretch say to yourself stretching stretching when you slouch slouching slouching when you lift your leg lifting lifting and move it out moving moving if you grasp your leg grasping lifting placing and so on being mindful of the movements and then you can say you're not really Uh, cheating or you're not really outside of the meditation, at least you're being mindful and your mindfulness is continuous. You should acknowledge from the very beginning of disliking, disliking and wanting to move the leg, wanting, wanting and lifting and placing. Um, But if you can, the best thing is to say to yourself, disliking, disliking, disliking until the disliking goes away. When it's gone, go back to the pain and say to yourself, pain, pain, reassuring yourself that it's just pain, it's nothing intrinsically bad when it's gone which it will eventually go away and this is the great thing is that if you do stick with it it'll eventually go away and not come back if you're if you're because you're you're losing this stress you're giving up you're letting go and your body becomes less stressful your shoulders your back your legs they become more relaxed and as a result the 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 these stress pains uh, don't come back Finally, do you recommend any type of stretching or yoga? No, I don't, because I think these are a means of escaping, a means of, of finding <coughs> a, uh, a state of being that is pleasurable, that is peaceful, that is free from this sort of thing. And it's a compa- compartmentalizing of reality. It's saying, okay, when this comes, I have to find a way to get, get away from it. I have to not allow this state of reality to arise. So stretching, stretching is an artificial um, it's a construct, it's an artificial st- bodily state, it's trying to create a state of body that is healthy, that is is perfect and so on. And uh, I think we would all have to agree that this body is not perfect and uh, there's no way to create that state. Because it's an artificially constructed state, it's not sustainable and it's not natural. Natural is to let the body be as its it is. It's, it's a difference of opinion and i'm sure yoga teachers would say something completely different and you know power to them We're, we all have <laughs> different ideas but i've seen clearly that i don't need yoga to be to be flexible to to have a um a calm bodily state free from these stresses and free from the 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 um, pains it's the same as a massage people who give massages they say yeah it's, it's necessary to have a massage every week or so on and uh, I've never had a massage in my life and I used to have lots of stress problems and on the shoulders and the back and and the legs when I first started meditating it was torture. But after you practice, honestly, you don't need any of this. Your body is very flexible, is very loose, your breathing is very deep, is very natural. And it comes by itself. There is no um, creating of this state. It's bringing the body back to a natural state, a healthy state, which which takes no training of the body whatsoever. When the mind lets go of the body, the body naturally comes back to its state. So I don't recommend any sort of uh, artificial um, bodily, even exercise, I don't recommend. If you want to do it, living in the world, if it's necessary for your job or so on, um, but if it's just to make you look more attractive, well, um, you know, to each their own. The most important in the meditation is to free the mind from clinging, so... Um, especially the clinging from clinging to the body, it's one of the great clingings. Um, so in the end, we do have to let go, and we have to be prepared for whatever comes. Trying to be um, to make our mind so strong that nothing can ever phase us. To make our mind so clearly um, um, aware and so wise and and understanding about reality. That uh, whatever comes, we're able to accept it. So, pain is a difficult one, but that's really one of the big reasons why we're practicing for, for physical and pain and mental physical pain and mental pain um, to to become free from the the, uh, the the power of these things, the power that they have over us. The only way they have power over us is because we give it to them. We say they're bad. We say this is bad. This is unacceptable. And as a result, we create friction, we create a state of aversion towards them. Okay, so I hope that helped, and good luck dealing with the pain, um, whatever pain you might have. And may you, in the end, uh, all be free from pain and suffering.